Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Hello, everyone. For the past seven years, Mayor John Southers has made it a priority to recognize young leaders in our community who are making a difference. And one of the ways he does that is through the Mayor's Young Leader Awards. The awards highlight young professionals, 40 and under, who are positively impacting Colorado Springs, and there are six different categories. Military leaders, technology and sustainability, education, sports and wellness, creative industry, and community and economic impact. So this year, the Mayor's Young Leader Awards included a record number of nominations. 30 finalists are selected from that group of nominations, and only six winners are chosen, one from each category. And I'm lucky enough to have two of the winners with me today on Behind the Springs. So thank you both for joining us. Let me introduce Dr. Carol Fry, who is principal of Monroe Elementary in Colorado Springs School District 11 and winner of the education category. So we want to give you a little round of applause. Yay! And then we have David Siegel, who CEO of B. Vradenberg. Am I saying that correct? Vradenberg. Vradenberg yeah. Foundation. And he is the winner of the Community and Economic Impact category. So hooray for David. So thank you both. Congratulations to you both. And if I can start um, with you, David, and if you could introduce us, um, t- you know, um, to what you do um, and who you are a little bit so people can get to know you. You bet. Thanks, Jen. And, and congratulations on getting Vradenberg. Yay! Uh, correct. That, <laughs> that never happened. So, yeah, I'm the CEO of the B. Vradenberg Foundation, and I grew up in Colorado Springs. Um, frankly, I was one of those, like, get me out of here. I never want to come back children. Oh, no. yes. And moved to New York City, realized that, hey, Colorado Springs had something going on. And in particular, being in New York City, there was a stigma that uh, if art didn't happen in New York City, if art didn't happen in LA, then it didn't matter. And I was really excited to come back and prove that actually, not only does Colorado Springs and the the flyover states, not only do we have great mountains, we, ha- we can make great art as well. Um, so at the B. Vradenberg Foundation, we advance the relevance, resilience, and greatness of the arts in the Pikes Peak region. And we do that uh, by investing money in arts organizations, in artists, in creative businesses that make Colorado Springs a great place to call home. Uh, B was the director of general manager of the Colorado Springs Symphony for years. And um, shortly before she died, I think the Pikes Peak Library District did an interview with her, a, a video interview. And the interviewer asked, "What um, you must really love the symphony. She said, no. I like the symphony, I love the community. And we believe that arts are the soul of a thriving community. And so we invest in the arts to create community. And I pinch myself every day that that I get to do this work in my hometown. So you love it. Yes. Love it. it. Sound like you love yeah. it. Um, so Carol, tell us a little bit about yourself and the education category. Yes. Sure. So thank you again, Jen, for having me on and thank you to David. Um, it was truly an honor to win this award. Um, very unexpected. But I am fortunate enough to be the principal of James Monroe Elementary School, which is a community neighborhood elementary located on the southeast side of town uh, near Shelton and Pikes Peak. 
And so I just have the great honor every day of getting to wake up and spend my day with around 400 students when we're at full capacity. I'm at about 70 staff members who just have that light and life of wanting to make a difference every day. And so certainly this has been an unusual year. Um, but, you know, every year in education is a challenge and has its unique obstacles. And so as their principal, you know, I just get to witness their greatness um, and just participate alongside my team. And so, like I said, it was just an unexpected honor to be recognized because I really do attribute so much of the great success that I've had professionally uh, to working with great teams of people. That's what I was going to ask you next is, you know, what it was like for you to to receive this award because in education sometimes a lot of a lot of the work does go unnoticed um and and can you talk to just about the importance of recognizing young professionals in general absolutely so yes so it was definitely um an unexpected honor because i do think while there are so many positives in the field of education public recognition is often not con a consistent part of the process. Um, and so I think first I would say it's given me the opportunity to reflect on my own leadership and say, how do I recognize others? Because I think when you speak about young professional leadership, I think you have an obligation as a young professional to really think about not only how much of an honor it is to be recognized, but also what is the contribution that you make to recognizing others? And so I think that's cross-sector, right? Even outside of education, there's always an opportunity, even in the smallest ways that, you know, perhaps you're driving to work this morning, or if your commute is no longer happening, you're talking to people on Zoom or WebEx, an opportunity to affirm the people who work alongside you, because we all know that that nobody um, gets to success without the success of the people behind them. That is a great point, And especially right now when it's so challenging. Um, so David, how about you? Can you speak a little bit to recognizing young professionals and what it means to you personally to be recognized? Well, it's totally humbling um, seeing the immense talent in the room last night and sitting here with Carol this morning. Um, it, it, you know, candidly, I'm somewhat conflicted about it. I think we don't give we don't give awards to awards to old professionals, right? And so, so you know, calling out young professionals, um, it's it's the right thing to do, and I so appreciate the mayor doing it. But it also highlights. Um, that that we don't necessarily consider young professionals in the same light and that there's still work to do there. Um, you know, specifically for me, uh, being highlighted in the community and economic development category really meant a lot. And our first goal at the B. Vredenberg Foundation is to advocate for the arts and arts education as a vital part of the region's economy and quality of life. And... Um, it drives home the point, and, and I applaud the mayor and the team behind this award for um, for recognizing that, that, yes, I work in the creative industries, yes, I work in the arts, but the economic impact of that work is, um, is just as valuable as the societal sort of soft impact. Mm -hmm. Which some people mostly emphasize and forget about all the all the dollars flowing in because exactly. of arts and culture. That's for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the times we're in. Both of you alluded to it. Um, and, I, you know, I personally think our community has done a great job of pulling together. You know, we're definitely in the midst of all this, um, and it's very challenging. But what have you writ witnessed in your specific roles? And, Carol, I'll start with you in education. Um, what's your perspective about what we're going through and, and our recovery? 
Great question. So I would I would just echo that these are really challenging times. I know we were speaking about that and just in challenging times, you have the opportunity to really witness how people will rise in, in moments of adversity, right? And so in our public education system, I think there has probably never been a greater test of the strength of teachers and of staff and of parents and of kids. And, you know, I do say all the time, I feel really fortunate to witness this firsthand because I have the opportunity to see the greatness in everyone every day. And so at the student level, what an amazing opportunity to witness kids' ability to rise in adversity, their flexibility, their willingness to adapt, their perseverance, their persistence. I mean, I just think our school system right now is continuing to instill in kids the traits that are essential to their life success. And so I think in a lot of ways that's unchanged, right? Whether we were educating kids online or in person or a hybrid of online and in person, our belief in those core values of why public education is important for kids hasn't changed in the mode of delivery at which we provide school. I think when I think about the role of parents, what an incredible time to be a parent. I mean, as a parent myself, I think I'm having a better understanding of what's happening in schools across you know, our city because as a parent, you're experiencing it. You're in the curriculum with your child. You're understanding what a Tuesday looks like during a spelling test, right? Because a little many, too much sometimes. That's right. <laughs> oh my that's goodness. Right. But it gives you an appreciation. Absolutely. You're right. For so mm-hmm. many parents out there, I think they're, they're, we've waited until moments like parent-teacher conferences, right? Or until that teacher calls you with a with a concern or a challenge, and now you're calling us, right? And you're saying, wow, I, I noticed this thing on Thursday with my child. What does this mean? Um, and so I think that's fascinating. And then I think, you know, at the teacher level and at the staff level, it's just incredible. I, I do feel like I am witnessing an amazing revolution in public education in terms of how we're going to think differently about the role of school and the role of a teacher. And so, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say the days were hard, but the months have been incredible. And to witness the greatness in our team has just been a real joy in my life. Um, and so I do think Colorado Springs is recovering. I think we are on the road to, to brighter days. Um, but I also think, you know, we continue to fight the fight every day in our schools to keep kids and staff and families safe. And so on a personal level, I encourage people to do whatever they can to keep their family safe because we know that that's kind of the front lines of, of the work that has to be done still. Great point. And how about you, David? Talk to us a little bit about how these times have impacted the arts. I mean, we've heard devastating things on that front, but also, like she said, silver linings can be found. Yeah, silver linings, certainly. And and candidly, my day-to-day existence has nothing on what <laughs> what you're doing uh, in, a, in public education. I, I I totally applaud how, how flexible you have been and, um, you know, continuing to make it a worthwhile and um and necessary experience within the arts um you know early on we saw the greatest need among individual artists and stood up an artist recovery fund um, specifically to provide uh, emergency support to individual artists these are folks um, that that make their full-time living piecing together bits and pieces of work and and very highly trained folks i mean mass you know people with master's degrees um, that that had robust incomes suddenly disappear and that weren't necessarily eligible for unemployment early on. As the crisis has progressed, we're seeing 
a greater need to support venues. And I, I think this is true in Colorado Springs. It's true across the country. If we can't support our venues right now, the, the recovery won't happen. Um, we need venues. Venues will seed the recovery. And so it's supporting small venues like Stargazers, like the Black Sheep, uh, like Lulu's is very much top of mind for me. Um, frankly, other communities around the country, when the crisis started, invested heavily in arts and culture. And I look at communities, um, Portland, Chattanooga, um, Des Moines, all all made big municipal investments to support the arts sector early on. And that's not a political reality in Colorado Springs. Um, and so I think our recovery will be somewhat slower. At the same time, um, it's a great place to live and artists want to be here. You want to look around outside and, and frankly, our history as an arts community. I mean, um, Julie Penrose and um, Elizabeth Sage Hare founding the Fine Arts Center founding Fountain Valley School, they knew that uh, that the arts were going to bring people to our community. And while we have drifted away, that, that DNA is still with us. And um, I think it's something that's very important to our, our citizens. Um, so, so we'll come back, uh, but, but challenging times for sure. Yes, it definitely is. And it goes back to that economic impact piece that we talked about earlier and how you're such a big piece of that. That puzzle. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So um, last question, kind of fun one. I just wanted to know, now you're both from Colorado Springs, right? Yes. Born and raised? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And uh, left a little for a little bit and then came back. Um, so do, do, any, do either of you have a favorite thing? It doesn't have to do with what you won for or what you do <laughs> in life, um, but a favorite thing about Colorado Springs or I guess what brought you back here? Well, I can certainly speak to what brought me back. Um, so as David said earlier, I also left Colorado Springs right out of high school graduation and had the opportunity uh, to live and work in several different countries and several different states. Um, and it really wasn't until my husband and I were talking about having kids that Colorado Springs came back to the top of the list. And I just think this town has so much to offer in terms of a quality of life and, and the type of community where I wanted to start our young family. Um, and so I think what I would share as a favorite thing uh, for our family is just, you know, my husband, we have two young kids, a 10-month-old baby and a three-year-old little girl. Mm. And our favorite thing to do is wake up when the weather is a little nicer uh, than it is today <laughs> but and head outside. And I just think there are so many opportunities in Colorado Springs right out our front door. We live downtown near Monument Valley Park. Um, and we just love the opportunity to get in the bike trailer or go for a hike or uh, my daughter has recently taken up scootering uh, through the old North End. So just opportunities to get outside and to really love the community where you work. I think when I lived in the Midwest and the weather was a bit different, um, the winter... That was tough. nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was a bit nice. different. It was so yeah. politically slow. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I just, I wanted to have that opportunity for our family and for my daughter and my son to love being outside as much as I feel like my parents instilled that in me. And so it's a great community uh, to have a young family. Yeah. And what a lifelong gift to yeah, love being absolutely. in the outdoors. Yeah. It's something you can take with you anywhere. Anywhere. Right. Absolutely. Except maybe New York City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's always something to bring your just kids back to you absolutely. in Colorado. Absolutely. I went to graduate school in New York City and had the same oh. feeling that I love 
loved the excitement and the adventure. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, but where are the trees? Like, <laughs> yeah. where, where do you find like some fresh air? The open so, space. It, it yeah. occurred to me like one day, I haven't seen the stars in three months. Mm -hmm. What's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Yeah. And just a different experience, especially, like I said, when you have kids and you think about, you get one shot to yeah. create the life for them that you want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good point. And how about you? Is the outdoors high on your list, David? Or what's Cer your Certainly high on my list and really privileged to serve on the Parks Advisory Board um, for that reason. You know, to me, the, the best thing about Colorado Springs, and it's said often, but we're such a big small town and, or the biggest small town. And I think that's really true. Like I walked in this morning and we remembered that, that we knew each other. Um, and that, that happens here. And yet there are big town amenities. We have a professional symphony orchestra. We have a fine art museum. We have great restaurants. Um, and on the flip side, you know, we can interact with the mayor and the mayor will take our calls. And I don't take that for granted. Um, that doesn't happen in other communities, and it really does make Colorado Springs uh, a great place to to grow up and to come back and start your career. Yes, thank you. You're like a spokesperson for us. I, these people were not paid for this podcast. No, I'm teasing. Thank you both so much. I really want to say congratulations to both of you. What a great honor, and I'm so glad you were recognized and, and get this kind of moment in, in the spotlight because you both deserve it. Um, and all the winners of the Mayor's Young Leader Awards and the nominees, for that matter, um, the finalists, are just exceptional. So if you have a moment, um, coloradosprings.gov slash MYLA for Mayor's Young Leader Awards. Um, that's where you can go for more information information about all our finalists and just the program in general, because if you're listening and thinking, oh, you know who that gal reminds me of, this wonderful young professional that I know, we would love the nominations for next year. And those typically open at the beginning of August. So we encourage you to please go um, check out our website and find out more about it. You can follow Mayor of COS or City of COS or both um, on social media of your choice. And we encourage you to do that. So thank you again, both for being here. I really en enjoyed our time and congratulations to both of you. Thank you. And congratulations, David, and to all the, the finalists and the winners uh, from Thursday night. It really was a tremendous honor to be recognized among such a strong, talented group of individuals. Well, likewise, congratulations, Carol and Jen. Thanks for having us. And thanks to the mayor for recognizing young professionals Absolutely. In this way. Gives you, if you need a little hope, a little sunshine, this is a great awards program to familiarize yourself with because it just is proof that our future is so bright. So thanks for listening to Behind the Springs, and we will see you next time. We hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Have a great day.